When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up, Geekscapists? Welcome to episode 223 of Geekscape, your weekly movies, video games, and comic book podcast, where your host, Jonathan Lennon, over here on the left, because he's got nothing better to do, uh, does a weekly podcast where he sits down with guests who have input on geek things. And uh, this week, my guests are uh, Kate McCucci, and I'm not going to botch this, Ricky Lindholm. Hi. Hello. <laughs> of Garfunkel and Oates. Hello. The musical guests uh, mm-hmm. with no instruments. And it's okay because we're going to talk to you guys. Okay. Uh, and, I, and I actually prefer talking because whenever we do have musical guests, it uh, ends up being me over here just going. We, we, have, a, we have, have a whole <laughs> song about it. We actually, now we should have bought our instruments. We have a whole song about not knowing where to look when someone's singing to you. Right. Because you're like, who do I, especially when there's two of us, so like, do I look at Ricky? Do I look at Kate? Do I look over here? Do I, yeah, it's weird. To, to be fair, uh, I mean, we, we'd be singing to them and uh, and things would get even more awkward, you know. Yeah. Um, so welcome to Geekscape. I mean, the movies, video games, comic book podcast, but um, for those of you guys in the audience who are uninitiated to all things Garfunkel Notes, um, what is this Garfunkel Notes thing? What's this little music thing that you guys do? Um, well, we basically sing songs about, you know, dating, and often our songs are a little bit dirty, but, yeah. you know, we rap a little bit. We're the female flight of the Concords, mm-hmm. which is kind of accurate, I guess, a little bit. We're well, little the fact that we're two, we're two people and we play instruments. Right. But, we, we, but you guys don't like getting pegged like that. You know what I mean? Like, 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 like meet oh. the creative who likes to be pegged. Not that that's not a bad um Oh, it's weird. I just volunteered compared. that. I was like, we're I mean? the like, female fly of the Concord. But, but you know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> as, as, as awesome as like, those, yeah, I hate that. As awesome as those guys are, like, is that really an accurate comparison for you? No, guys? but for people who don't like, know who we are, that seems to clue people in when we're like, oh, we're like a comedy kind of whatever, and they're like, and we're like, we're, and then we go, we're like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, if we say that, we're like, we're like female and then if they're the Concord, they go, oh, okay, I got it. Yeah. Right. Because 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 I got it to you guys through Brian Walton, who at my birthday party. Like you got me one of their EPs and oh I nice re- music I, songs. I enjoyed that. I thought it was fun. Um, he then revealed to me that he got it for free. Uh, How did you get I, it for I, free? I, I'm kidding. Oh uh, no, because we <laughs> hand them out at our shows, or at least we yeah. used oh, to. Oh, you did get it for free. You are a piece so, of yeah. Uh, no, we give we give presents to our audience. The thing is, I already bought all of your albums on iTunes. Oh, thanks. So every I think you said you bought it. Yeah. Here, check them out. They're awesome. Thank you. I thought you said you bought them at Pirates Bay. Is that what is a Pirate Bay? Oh. <laughs> um, no, we like to give presents to our audience mm-hmm. to like thank them for coming, and we have these little bags that say Garfunkel Notes presents, and there's candy and like some kazoo's or a CD or something fun. That's awesome. We or, do like, a, 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 month, a yeah. monthly show at the Upright Citizens Brigade, and mm-hmm. so if you if you come to that show, you're guaranteed to walk away with some free stuff. So did swag. you just eat the fucking candy? I didn't get the candy. Like what's going? On? Like you ate the candy? Did, did you get a T-shirt? Is there something I didn't get here? Uh, usually, <laughs> no, I usually go with Angie. Right. We have to like. We, we try I'm to not upset. I'm not upset. No, I, 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 I want, like Garfunkel presents. <laughs> that's well. That's exactly what it's. It's yeah. And how long have you guys been doing this? How long have you guys been? Doing um, this? Yeah, this? yeah. About that, and we yeah. started performing. Uh, it'll be three years in September. Mm-hmm. So coming up on our three-year anniversary. First six months. What were those? Just practice. Like, what were you guys trying to do? Write songs? Or I mean, was it an immediate? Like, was it an immediate like mesh? Or was it something that you guys had to work at? Once we started I performing, I think it, it was, was pretty. Immediate, but we wrote this. We wrote songs for you know six months or so before we ever but took them on the road. Really, that was also because we were both out of town for about six months. Yeah, so exactly. We, we got together uh, in February of two thousand and eight to write some songs for Ricky's short called um, uh, "Imaginary Larry," and so we wrote a couple songs and it was really easy. And then uh, like to write together, we were like, "Wow, that was that was." really fun yeah, we thought all the same things were funny which is really weird and then ricky left to go yeah. do a mo- uh ricky went to make last house on the left right and so she was gone for a few months and then i went to go do a movie for a few months so there was a good chunk of time we weren't together mm-hmm. uh but then when we finally got back into town we were like let's keep doing this yeah and then yeah. vindicated all right guys what's come on. vindicated we, we, what happened we got, we got, we got show. oh that's yes that's we true. did 
not vindicated. The truth here. I can't, I, I can't believe anybody in this damn room. We That's met true. at the Benson interruption. Yeah, at the Upright Citizens mm -hmm. Brigade. We yep. were on really bad dates. We were in the lobby. But he also okay. did not believe me that uh, I thought imaginary Larry, Larry was, was an experiment of you guys. Yes. Because I was like, man. look at the credits. Oh. It's music by Ricky Lynn, Home and Kim Kuchi, yep. not music by Garfunkel and Oates. Yep. Okay. So, Good call. Yeah, it was before we were like yeah. Garfunkel and Oates. Yeah, because we wrote music and then we put it online and we were like, we just put it online for our like friends to see. I didn't even I was know Ricky country. was yeah, putting she this didn't online. Even know. Uh, well, you knew I was taping it but for I our friends, yeah. but she didn't know I was putting it on YouTube. Would you let her? Um, I was completely mortified the first time I saw that these, these yeah, videos were on Yeah, but you wouldn't have let me because we didn't think anyone was going to see it except our friends. We didn't think like... It just seemed so foreign to me that like, you know, we would have songs on YouTube. Like it just seemed yeah. weird to me. So I, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. But obviously I wasn't going to be like, take yeah. them down. But like, I did tell her I was going to show my friend. We, we videotaped them and I was yeah. like, I'm going to show my friend. So I thought she knew that I was That meant YouTube. YouTube. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't yeah, know that's what it but, meant. Um, yeah. And then people started watching them. He was friends with the whole internet. Right. No. I yeah. wasn't. I didn't have any. I well, It's my my channel name is Ricky Lind. That's how I didn't. I didn't know that when you logged in, that was your channel. Like I didn't know anything about it. Like I have the lamest channel name. Like it's like right. I would have had some cool name or something, but it was. I just didn't know Guys, what I was doing. Uh, um. It, it, no. No. I'm not. Uh, don't mean to interrupt. But um. How, no. No. Here, here's the, here's what here's what I want to know. And and I'm not being cynical because I think you guys are intensely talented. Um. The perv factor in getting mm -hmm. you guys started. How, how much do you think the perv factor works? You know, like like being a girl on the internet, like Felicia Day and things like that, those successes. Because the, the male equivalent mm -hmm. of it, it seems like you got to go to TV and the internet just doesn't necessarily immediately work for you. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it was really, uh, I, don't, I don't know if I would call it the perv factor. I would call it but the But I Can think... I <laughs> Looking well, at these guys, can I call it the perfect? Sure. No, no but I'm not. saying I think like uh, initially it was helpful being right. a girl as far as getting into the comedy world just because I think uh, you know there's, there's less of us and so and it, and it helps to have like a girl on a show. If there'll be like you know ten guys on a show, it's like nice to have a girl on there breaking things up and just a little bit different. And so I think uh, initially it was it was helpful as far as getting performing opportunities. Mm -hmm. But I don't know about the perfector. I don't know. I don't know. I never really. Um, I never think. About I mean, that. I guess there I are. We we. Uh, if you, I I've stopped looking at our YouTube comments. Me but, too. Um, oh shit. I don't read them. Things that you know. Yeah. So I would say they're kind of pervy. I don't need this anymore. I don't need this in my life anymore. Oh really? Darn, darn. I usually read them like the first day we put a video up to get a general idea of what people are thinking about stuff. Those are your hardest core fans. Yeah. I mean, those aren't the casual people who find it like six months later. Right. Have some crass comment. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about the perfect. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure. I don't ever consider it because we don't like. I don't know. We're not like out there in like bikinis or something. We're not. We're just like sitting on our couch. Well, and, like, in the douche video, we are kind of dressed a little bit like. Yeah, but that's like for that's because it's funny. Yeah. Yeah, that video was. We're, hilarious. we're just like Jay. We're like this. You know, we're this not is how like... we dress. This is how I describe. We it. dress like this. <laughs> Normally we dress like this, and today we were yeah. like this. And then the other days I was like. These this. ain't the girls on the couch with their guitars. What, what is this crazy yeah, video? Yeah, they dress like this. That, like this. I loved how I loved how how you guys just totally played into the whole doucheness of some of those hip hop and like mm -hmm. arm like 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 glossy videos that's fun I mean? that was my friend daniel stesson he's from college he was like i know how to do this video and he told me that like right after we wrote the song and then we'd already promised another friend of ours that he could direct it and then the other friend just kept getting like great opportunities and then we could never do it and then finally i was like i gotta go back right. i gotta yeah, i'm like yeah and he goes okay okay and then i went to him I'm like can you still do it and he was like yeah and then he just killed i mean I mean, <laughs> we were dying when that happened. Like my friend, we had like no money. The budget was nothing, and my friend just was like, "We show up." He and was like, "Come here on Friday," and there's like a Hummer and a white wall. And we're like, "Where did you?" And he's like, "Don't worry about it." We're like, "Okay." He's just like, calls in favors and just kills it, you know. Wow. I actually have a funny story from the day you guys taped that. I had gone to a, a movie screening on the Fox lot, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm on my way back, and I'm on the bus, and out of nowhere, like I see this douchey looking guy get on the bus and I'm just sitting there and he's like Brian hey Brian and I look up and oh Steve. please don't please no, no, don't look at me man Steve Robles. oh <laughs> and he was dressed as a right right oh nice it was so Steve Robles you guys may be familiar with him because he writes for the site and um he he became a writer for our site by knocking us or, yeah, or knocking by, by something crapping on our top 10 list sounds about right crapping on our top 10 list yeah 2009. And he's like, your guys' opinions suck. I don't understand what you're talking about. This is stupid. And I'm like, well, if you think you can do better. And two days later, I get an email. And I'd like really to write for you guys. Yeah. And it's like better. Yeah. 
Because <laughs> well, usually those people have don't have any merit behind their opinion. You know, people are like, you suck. You're like, well, what else would you do? And they're like, radio silence. You're like, and then he turned right. into a good friend. And then I didn't know, like, I was like talking on my Facebook, like how I enjoy your guys' mm-hmm. stuff. He's like, hey, you know, I work for them. And I'm like, oh, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, it was no, so yeah. Steve's been a good guy and he's a really good writer and he's created something with I mean he knocked a writer I really like and I'm actually friends with Kevin Rubio um, and he knocked him in the article I'm looking at the article I'm like oh shit like he just knocked a friend of mine and then Kevin of course like sends an email he's like who is this guy what's going on here I was like alright here comes a geek debate and it kind of turned into like a geek debate between the two of them out great. And they, you know they finally met at Comic Con they, they met at Comic Con and they both did they hug they didn't hug uh, but because you hugged Steve Okay. No, yeah, Steve is huggable. Steve He's, is like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, but, the, but you know, Steve was just like, I finally read the other books. This one sucked, but it's okay. Uh, that was his out. I, I still stand. I still stand by what I say, but the other ones were really good, as if written by another person. <laughs> Steve's turned into a good friend. I like Steve's him. great. Yeah, um, awesome. I have a question for you guys. Mountain. Curiosity. Uh, I also do musical comedy, but I'm still kind of new. Nice. And I have a question of, I'm always debating putting stuff online mm-hmm. before I perform it, because it's like, well, the joke is really the punchline, and if everyone has access to the punchline before it's performed... Like, we debate the same thing. It's, well, we initially, we used to put everything online right after we wrote it, and then, but what we realized is uh, we get better at the song after we perform it for a few months. And so now we wait, we perform it out. We kind of see what works, what doesn't, and we retool it, we retool it and then we put it online. Um, but I think it's worth putting it online, even though, um, well, yeah, just get some trouble, but also cause then people will come to the show, but then what'll happen is they don't, don't laugh as much at the song. So you have to find other ways to fill out the show. You can switch some lyrics around, whatever, find funny stories to put in between them, do something. Cause the, the laughter will go down at the songs cause they know the punchlines, but it still can be a good show. You can still find other stuff in between it. So, and it's it, more work. And it sucks. Who, who instigates the ideas like between you guys? Is it all instigated really by life experiences? Like you were talking, you guys met mm-hmm. with really awful dates. Mm-hmm. Um, how, were they so bad if they led to? I mean, what was? So oh bad no, they weren't so bad. They weren't so bad. Just you know, you know, it's not like they were. It was just uh, we had nothing to talk about. So we were sitting in a room. I was with a guy. Kate was with a guy, and it was four of us in a room waiting to see the show. Silence. Mm-hmm. Two people on dates, kind of bored out of our minds. Silent, and we're yeah. like. But then I recognized Ricky. I, I had seen Ricky at auditions and things like that. And I was like, oh, I know that girl. And so we just started talking and totally hit it off. Mm-hmm. So that that was a, you know, a good thing out of a bad date. And those yeah. guys aren't in a musical group together? <laughs> no. They're I don't know. Together? I don't know. I have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> but but do they hang out at the UCB? Like, uh, you know what I mean? Those... Is it, was it kind of a UCB crowd that you guys met? No, we were, no. we were dragging them to the UCB. Yeah, yeah, we just both knew Doug individually. I met Doug on Friendster. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I met him. He came to see a play I was in and was like, oh, your play is really funny. Um, you know, I might drag a friend back to see it, you know, soon. And I was like, oh, actually, we're going to we're taking the play to New York next week. And he goes, oh, I'm going to New York next week to do a play. And he was doing marijuana logs. And we go, OK, great. Let's exchange tickets. And so I went to see his and he went to see, you know, and um, we've just been kind of buddies ever since. That's cool. We just so, had yeah. his uh, podcast producer, Matt Belknap, on last nice. week. You know, Matt? Yeah. Matt is hilarious. Yeah. I, I thought he was such a cool guest. Now, you guys are great guests, too. Um, where can where, no no because I, I, the, the the plug has to happen. Where where can, where can the audience go and uh and pick up like your stuff? Mm-hmm. I mean, iTunes, YouTube. Our channel is called Ricky Lind. Sorry. No, you can't change it. You're too far. You cannot change the channel name. I tried. Oh. I emailed them. We're like partners with you. Can't change it. And I'm like really because we want it to be like Garden a better up, yeah like no. Does that does that secretly no do you know well ricky yeah i I don't care at all but also oh man yeah (laughs) yeah exactly like like, it affects you zero have you ever thought about it no i still don't even know how to upload anything so you know it's really fine yeah um but yeah and then also our website is garfunkelnotes.com which you can check out things or garfunkel oats is our twitter handle what's the release that you guys are like uh what's the song that you guys are like okay that that's the most that that's my baby my favorite is the handjob song I don't know how it goes, it, but it, it's fun. It's okay. that's my favorite. It took us months and months. I to feel write. like that's maybe my favorite to perform for sure. Yeah. What's your favorite? I, but I, I think I still have a really Steve? special place in my heart for Steve. Yeah. We wrote that very like it was just like one of those magical mm-hmm. like songwriting sessions. Yeah. Do so you like so the quickly. ones that we write like in an hour? Kate like yeah. Free, and I'm like right. I like the one that took us five months of hard you know, labor. You perfect this. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I, yeah, for me, if things like get spit out, I feel like, oh yeah, that's, that's it was good. organic. Yeah. That's how it should but go. For, for and I'm like, no. Who, who goes and just expects you guys to be doing joke, 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 joke? You guys do have some really nice personal songs, mm-hmm. you know, and those have Thanks. been pretty fulfilling. I, I yeah, mean, we don't really perform those right. that much. Well, though. The, you know, you can't really go to like you know a comedy club and play a song that's a downer and be like i mean i guess you could but it might not go over so well here's what happened to my dog could you guys put together like a um some kind of night or some kind of intimate performance where you yeah i mean i'm sure there will be a time where we decide that we want to do that that. yeah yeah Yeah, i don't think we're there i I don't know i haven't had a desire to do that yet but i could see that happening yeah i think we're still really working on Mm -hmm. you know the the comedy part of it and uh but i'm sure there'll be a day where we're like hey let's rock all these uh these tear jerkers mm-hmm. right. yeah the longer we go the more we like yeah that's true too yeah but the, the more we perform the more we realize how how far we have to go and how like how much we have to learn and so we're still just in it you know we're just trying to get better and trying to be out there and just like throw it down and try things and you know grow get better yeah. yeah and um, grow our um our, our act like mm-hmm. just get better how, how much, uh, you know, you, you, the audience might recognize you from TV or some of the mm-hmm. other things. Where, where might they see you? You're on Raising Hope? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm on Raising Hope. Um, Scrubs. Which, yeah, I was on Scrubs and, uh, yeah. Um, when in Rome. When in Rome. Thanks, Ricky. I'm forgetting all of my credits. <laughs> uh, oh, or the, or the, wait, what's the, go, go meet, go meet. What's oh, that Hillshire Farm Hillshire commercial, Farms commercial. But it's not playing anymore. Sorry. Oh, what is it? What'd you oh, have to no. do in the Wilshire Farms I was, I, oh, I'm, look, I'm still holding my Smurf. Yeah. Who bought me. I bought her um, that. Thanks, Ricky. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, I was. This is. I'll. I'll recreate the Hillshire Farms commercial. I'm at a grill, Shh. and uh, go meet, go meet, go meet. Yep, that's it. Yeah. Who's yelling to go meet? The the voiceover artists. It's it's TV magic. It's, yeah. There's a celebration every time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, got it, got it. It's like a crowd roar for the mm-hmm. sizzle. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Maybe so yeah. Played well on TV. So yeah. so yeah, there was that commercial. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was in a movie called Last House on the Left. It's like a yeah, horror that, movie. That was the remake. It had the, the is that the one that had the dude from uh, Breaking Bad in it? Yeah, yeah. Aaron Paul. Yeah, that was a violent ass movie. Yeah, it was. It hit, I mean, Garrett Dillahunt, who's on you, Raising Hope. But, but you know what? When when the bad guy from from Ghost plays the kick ass dad, I know like, he's awesome. A lot of I would say as a horror fan, that was a pretty good. It is a good movie, right? Yeah, I I, I saw it. I it, it got it. sort of it got kind of slammed because of the rape scene. People can't people can't take do? the rape scene, um, but it's weird because they don't say anything about like people you know getting shot in the eye or like people like dying violently. But right. like they're like, oh, but rape? No, you can kill yeah. her. You can, you can dismantle her. Into a yeah, exactly. You can dismantle anyone yeah. you want, but just yeah. So it, it got kind of slammed, but it's a really good movie. Not just because I'm in it. I really thought yeah, it was. But, but I actually really enjoy it. You know, mm-hmm. it, I think because it, especially in this day and age of, of all right, we got to make a remake. But it has to be PG thirteen. You know what I mean? Yeah, or not it, this. It, it, it has yeah. to, you know, it, it has to turn away from the violence because we want wider screens. You know, right. what I mean? we want more, more uh, wider release. To to have a movie that w- really went for it, yeah, it was pretty hardcore. Yeah, I think was refreshing to horror fans. Cool, I'm glad you, you know, like it. I know it. I like it. Um, I saw it with our buddy uh, from Mondo Celluloid, mm-hmm. Logan, and he came out of there, and he's, I mean, he's a bigger horror fan than I. Mm-hmm. He used to run the. Um, a theater down in Long Beach and he would program like reanimator at midnight mm-hmm. and like do all that kind of cult horror stuff. And, um, and he came out of there and I was like, okay, Logan's going to fucking shit on this movie. Cause you know, nobody likes remakes and you just have to, right. you're, if you're hardcore, you can't like remakes or yeah. you sell out. And he came out of there and was like, that was pretty fucking good. You yeah. know what I mean? He goes, yeah, rent it. That Ricky chick, whatever. But like, no, no. He... <laughs> <laughs> that girl with the black hair was like, whoa. But yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Speaking I of like when in Rome. Oh, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> well, well, this... You spent 10 minutes like gushing over this. Like, I like when in Rome. It's okay. I, thank oh, you. It's so funny because people totally. It's Isn't that. It's weird. Um, people totally do that with us where they feel like it has to be equal. And like we don't think about it, we really it don't. Does. Like you guys are really egoless, from what I can tell. It and, doesn't. And it, and it might lend itself to the song. Not to mm-hmm. say that your songs are, um, you know, self. You know, de- you know, mm-hmm. uh, what's the word? Deprecating. Guys, deprecating. Yeah. Not to say that, that you guys lack self confidence, but there's no ego between you, which no. sometimes is the rift that just yeah. destroys. Yeah, it's really funny. I was yeah. just I was just working on a movie actually, and and um, 
this girl came. I was working on a room. No. Um, and, and there was these two extras and they came over and this guy's like, oh, I'm a huge fan of I love your stuff and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, and I was like, cool. You know, we like took a picture together and his friend was like, I like Garfunkel's too, but I'm a Kate person. He's a Ricky person and I'm a Kate person. Oh, shit. It's like a team. And I was like, thing. and I was like, oh, this is fascinating. I was like, I want to yeah. get into this. What makes you think you have to pick like what's the deal and i was trying to the perfector yeah no and i think that's where it gets in and i was like oh yeah because it was more like that and i'm like that's so interesting kind of yeah yeah and i was like oh all right you know it was interesting because i was the only person there and he was like i like kate sorry and i'm like that's okay like oh like 22 yeah i was like that's fine like uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) i don't know Right. No. <laughs> yeah. Right. The, the, the thing, no. The thing with the internet is you don't know what, and we'll get into the remake that came out this last weekend mm-hmm. on Friday night. So, but the thing with the internet is you really don't know what life the product you're making is having outside of your immediate connection, your immediate mm-hmm. relationships. I, I went Thursday night. I went to my buddy Nick's uh, uh, birthday dinner, and a, a friend of his came in, and I think I'd met him once or twice before, and he said. Uh, he's probably listening right now. He, he goes, hey, Jonathan, I listen to Geekscape. And I was like, because I, I went to introduce myself again. And he goes, yeah. And then he sat down next to my wife and go, and she said, hi, I'm Lauren. He goes, you're just as beautiful as he says on the show. And I'm like, holy shit. I, I, nobody could have said anything that would have gotten oh, me more points. Oh, that's you know I mean? so like, nice. Like, oh, my God. And she, and she looked at me and she was like, and I was like, yeah, I mean, you guys know I talk about my wife on the show. That's so and, sweet. And, and I, I mean, I couldn't have gained more points, man. So thank you so much. <laughs> um, and then uh, and then he's like, yeah, I'm an audio listener. I would like to start watching video because I don't know what the thumb shark looks like, <laughs> which is when, when, when Walton says hi to the audience, that's his signature. Nice. And, um, I like it. And, and you're right. You don't, I mean, you can look at numbers, you can look at mm-hmm. downloads and stuff like that, but you can't really gauge what they're doing past that first point of download. You know what I mean? If, you're, yeah. if, if, if there are five people huddled around the computer or one person, you know right. what I mean? If someone's passing it on to his buddy or, you know what I mean? Like Walton handed me the CD. You know, you guys right. just handed it to Walton, he hands it to me, you know? Yeah, that's the weird thing. You can't gauge it. And then all of a sudden, some dude's, like, carving your name into his chest. And right. You, you just, right. Like, we signed some point. chests the other night. Yeah, we signed two like, people's chests. It was yeah. really weird. We're like, they said they were going to tattoo them, but I really didn't believe no. them. No. I have just, terrible penmanship. play up the team Edward, team Jacob? The, the team, the, like, the, the whole thing? Is that I don't, th- I don't do think, think so. Because yeah. people, people, like, think of that of girls anyway. They think girls are. They think girls want to tear each other down, and like it's weird. We found the exact opposite in the comedy world, for real. Like mm-hmm. all Everybody's the girls really have been supportive. like, "Yeah, let's do a girl show. Let's do. Let's get you on our show." Let's girls like want other girls to come up because it helps everybody. We're doing an you all know? girl show uh, next week, mm-hmm. actually at Largo with Sarah Silverman, Natasha Zero, and Jen, Jen Kirkman. Kirkman. We're like awesome. Yeah. You guys, Largo, August 29th. Yeah. That's on La Cienega. Yeah. Okay, I gotta eat the mic. All right. Yeah. Um, so I guys, feel like it would be a bad thing to have to choose, but it just feels weird. A minority within a minority within a minority. It's like, at what point do you just it's, divide it to the point where it's not helping anybody? Yeah. It, yeah. It, exactly. Right. Um, so, guys. Although Sarah Silverman and Garfunkel helps everybody. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We really want to do a song with her someday. We we think that'd be so fun because yeah, I love her songs. And that you she guys does have them. some people guess. Like, so who, who would be your idea? Like who are, who's like your dream team of people to come on and do a song with you guys? Um, as music fans yourselves, uh, not just comedians, musicians as well. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh! Well, Sarah, yeah. we, we would love to. It's like Fly the Concords and, or and John Island Oates. I think or, we're gonna yeah. probably sing something that would with John. Be so that would awesome. be crazy. Yeah, yeah. But it would be awesome to do something with Lonely Island or yeah. Oh my gosh! Or like Tenacious D or like any like any of those people. Colin Oates was my first Weird Al. Oh, right. That was fun. That, yeah. But, well, it's funny because a lot of people, I mean, it's like we, you kind of film it individually. So we didn't, it's not like we were all in a room together, but um, it was, yeah, it was really cool, though. It's fun to see it put it's, together, too, because, you yeah. know, I think they shoot for two or three days, maybe longer. Yeah. I'm not sure. And then and so Scott you're Ackerman's been so cool with us. He's really, like, brought us in on, let us be part of some really cool projects where we're like, that's so neat. Look who's on here. And, yeah. And you don't know. You're just like, you go and record, and you're like, I hope this is good. And then when yeah. you start seeing it come in, you're like, holy shit, yeah, holy we're shit, like, holy Whoa. shit. Whoa. And we just like, we just like Scott so much, and he's been so awesome with us and let us be on his shows. And, and we're like, yeah, we will do anything, like anything you want to do. And then we, like saw that we were like wow that's it's good company to be with we are the least <laughs> yeah. famous people in that video and that's awesome so guys let's let's do this movie review because we talked about a horror remake and a horror remake came out this past weekend in the fright night remake um so fright the fright night remake it's got who's in this it's got Callan farrell mm-hmm. and, and tony collette anton yelkin from star trek and david tennant. david tennant who you guys know from doctor who and uh with a really weird 
Imogen. <laughs> Imogen. Poots? Did I? Is that right? Yeah, I think that was right. I was listening to Howard Stern and they were talking uh -huh. about her name and I, they, yeah, something like they, that. Yeah, they were clowning on her name. Yeah. Did you, you just made a best friend? I, I, I did you, you hear Polly Shore yeah. just this week? No, I no, didn't. Polly Shore was pretty sad this week. I, I really Why? What week. was it? Talking about the one that got away. And, um, who was it? It was who, who's the Australian singer who was in Street Fighter? Kylie Minogue. Kylie Minogue. Really? And he, he was like Kylie heartbroken about it and like Holy the name. Yeah. And then and wow. then. That sucks. And then who's the dude who we saw in um, in, in Vegas? Uh, Andy Andy Dick. Andy Dick. And he going on. Did you hear his anti-Semitic rant on, on Stern this week? On, oh, wasn't that on Greg? On Greg's on Greg Greg Fitzsimmons Fitzsimmons show. Yeah. And, and Greg's just kind of letting him talk. I mean, guys, if you guys listen to Stern, you know what oh. we're talking about. <laughs> we will repeat it here. But it was the most anti-Semitic rant I've Why ever seen. Why would he do that? Because he's Andy Dick. It's so yeah. That's, Otherwise, that's people are too gonna bad. That's too bad. Uh, it's really sad because because I, I I mean and I, but I've done stand up I've done stand up with his son and you guys know his son no Andy Dick's son does stand up around here what's his name I'm not gonna look up my Facebook no oh. no but but he, he's like he's like 22 mm -hmm. 23 and he's a funny fucking dude mm -hmm. and he hangs out at I O and he's a good guy you know mm -hmm. and you know I I won't besmirch anybody here but that that was that was shock yeah um, that's too bad so the review. <laughs> Anton Yelchin plays this high school kid and his single mom, uh, Tony Collette, they, they live in Vegas and there's a brand new development that everybody's moving into. She's, of course, selling homes. They're not moving into. They're, they're not. Oh, everybody's moving out because of foreclosures. Got it. Okay. So, so everybody's moving out because of foreclosures and a mysterious guy moves in next door, Colin Farrell. And um, Colin Farrell, you guys know it from the previews, is a vampire. Right, or if you're a fan of Fright Night, he's a vampire. Um, and of course, uh, Anton Yelchin and his and his buddy McLovin, uh, you know he. Oh, McLovin's uh, in McLovin's it. Great. Nice. McLovin's great. McLovin's great. Nice. Christopher Mintz plots. Yeah. No, 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 no. But listen, I interviewed that guy. I would totally like, put I, him I, in everything if I was a director. I, I, Brian, I can either do I the review him. or I can stop every two seconds because I can't remember the dude's name. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm trying to do the damn review. I've had the, I've, I've interviewed the guy on the show, but I can't right now remember his name. So. Christopher Mintz Plaus is Evil Ed, from, you know, and he's his buddy who's like, dude, the guy's a vampire. I've been watching him on my, you know, on my video and this and that. And Anton Yelchin doesn't want to uh, believe him uh, until his buddy Christopher Mintz Plaus disappears. And now he's like, oh, my God, one of my best friends uh, is is now gone. And I got to figure out, is this guy a vampire? Of course, early on, you figure out he is. And he has to go about protecting his single mom and his girlfriend, Imogen Poots. Poots, I think. <laughs> um you get into it. it. It is a guy trying to get a vampire out of his neighborhood. It's a gr really fun vampire uh, movie. And I know there was a lot of people being like, oh, remake, remake, remake. This is a fun remake. I think across the board, everybody's enjoying this remake, right? Like, you guys liked it. Matt, you liked it. I actually think it was better than the original. You Marvel thought it was a, better than the original? Yeah. How so? Okay. Okay. Take take oh. take a mic. How how is this? Because you are. Uh, I love I love the original Fright Night. Like I rank it right below Lost Boys as the best vampire film of all time. Okay. But while after seeing this Fright Night, I was looking back at the original Fright Night, and it's like, first of all, the guy who played Evil Eddie, kind of obnoxious yeah. in the in the first Fright Night. Like McLovin was a better choice. Um, and I actually liked David Tennant as Peter Vincent better. I think that they put a lot more backstory. Things made sense. Putting a vampire in Las Vegas is actually a really smart idea because it's like, where else would they hide? Especially if he's a queen. Besides Alaska for 30 days of night. David hacky Chris Angel type magician who works with like the occult and things like that. And you realize he does it because of his past history with vampires. And he is an expert on it. But now he's so burnt out, he's just a hacky Chris but Angel there's a type lot of, magician. I just think that it had a lot of really emotionally interesting decisions. Like, the fact that he's an expert, not to fight vampires, but just to survive. Like, mm -hmm. he's not about fighting them to save other people, just to save his own skin is the only reason why he knows so much about vampires. Or there's the point where Charlie is trying to get his attention, and his whole thing is just like, I don't want to know this shit anymore. Right. Like, it's not an issue of, like, I want to save my friends and family. It's just... I wish I don't know. I wish I didn't know this information that I know. So we need to do something so I don't have to worry about it anymore. Like and, it's and there's a redemption story there. And Charlie's got his "I got to be the man of the house" story going on. But the highlight of the movie, at least for me, was Colin Farrell. Oh yeah, who is just, and David Tennant for me actually. Well, Colin Farrell is just like he's just fucking having fun, and it's so it's so great to see an actor uh, in a movie that is just cutting loose. You know what I mean? And 
he was awesome to watch. Everybody in the theater just loved him, and he was getting all the laughs. He was getting all the responses. What did you think? Did you see it in 3D? No, I I, I got to bow out of that 3D. I um just because I had a Groupon for the Majestic uh, mm. Bigfoot Crest, we that's where we saw it, and it was in 3D. And you know I don't like 3D yeah, at but, all. Yeah, but having seen but it not it, in 3D, I'm looking at it. In, I'm looking at the things that were designed for 3D, and I was like, this one might have been for cool. the first time in a very long time. I go, wow. Good use of 3D. Nice job. Wait until Shark Night 3D. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I want to see Shark Night 3D. I have a girlfriend in Shark Night 3D. Sarah Paxton. She's oh. like, yeah, she's a friend of mine. She's in it. I'm so excited to see her. Like, ah. we gotta see Shark Night 3D. Oh, yeah. That movie is gonna be. That yeah. movie you'll see in 3D. I saw that Piranha in 3D. I <laughs> loved it. I saw Piranha 3D. That was really fun. <laughs> the I think the best part of uh, Fright Night is for once they didn't make a slasher movie with vampires they actually made a vampire movie and there was tension the horror came from the tension and i there's a part and i don't want to give too much away but there is a part where you're just like holy crap everybody could die at this point Mm -hmm. and everybody's up for grabs and it didn't fall into any formula yeah Yeah. it, it didn't fall into standard horror film conventions it's not a standard horror film it's very natural reactions. When somebody makes a joke, it is the Spider-Man uh, approach of things. He is joking to break tension so that he can actually focus and get through this. And it's yeah. really great. Anton Yeltsin was really good. Um, so uh, that's, the recommend- th- 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 that's the recommendation for this week, guys. Uh, I did end up going to see the other genre film that the Geekscapers want to know about. The remake of Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> um, no, no. Trust me. Uh, we were smart. Trust, trust, trust me. Trust, trust me. I, I didn't tell people to come with me. I took this one on myself. All right? So if you guys ever think I didn't do anything for you, Geekscapists, who get a free weekly podcast. You saw all right? Norbit. I saw fucking Norbit. All right? I went and saw Priest. Okay? And, and Priest, was, Priest up until now is the worst movie of the year. But looking at it, I was like, you know what? I like Paul Bettany, and I think he's charismatic and cool. Conan didn't have that. <laughs> Conan had that Jason Momoa guy from, what's he from? Uh, Stargate, Game of Thrones, Thrones Stargate Atlantis, I guess he's in. Um, he looks like yeah, Conan the Barbarian, looks, though. Yeah, he, he looks, looks like right. Conan the yeah. Barbarian, but the script... I mean, remember the original, and not to say the original is a great movie, but the original knew that less was more, and Arnold Schwarzenegger, whether it was his uh, second language skills or what, didn't say a whole lot, but you could understand the guy was silent and just fucking liked killing. You know what I mean? He was just a barbarian, whether he wasn't smart or was just fueled by rage and being a barbarian, you got the character. This guy, Jason Momoa, maybe it's the script, maybe it's the directing, it's, I mean, he's a Southern Californian dude pretending to be a barbarian he's talking all over the map the story is just silly you have the bad the bad guy from uh avatar Stephen lang you've got um what, what's her name from charmed who's uh rose mcgowan rose mcgowan's in it as like his daughter who has like magic powers and things like that in the whole thing no the, the the whole thing brian is so silly I, I i had to immediately tell you guys i called you guys and be like as two guys who would probably be curious about the conan barbarian movie don't be fucking seeing this movie, man. Like, Although Rose McGowan seems like someone who'd be good at having magical powers. Like, yeah. I would cast her. She should be on, like, True Blood or something. And she's like, you know, and she plays, like, the dark. Yeah, you know, kind of I can see that. Thing. But in the context of this movie, all the tools that you have. Still didn't work. Yeah, because as you said, you look at Jason Momoa and you're like, that dude looks like Conan. That's supposed to be in. You look at Ron Perlman, who is actually pretty good in this, and you're like, okay, that guy could play mm-hmm. Ron, uh, Conan's father. Yeah, you could see Stephen Lang, and you'd be like, that guy could play like a like a bad king or something. And then you see all the pieces come together, and it really felt like Prince of Persia. It felt like that level of like silliness and like whimsicalness. It was like, okay, this is for kids. But then there's all this violence and and nudity in it, and you're like, you know what? If you're going for the hard R, go for the hard R. Does that make sense? It feels like a movie that was that 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 fell somewhere in the middle of where it, what it wanted to be, you know. This kind of worries me for. Uh... Lionsgate had two good ones with Devil's Double and then Warrior I'm hearing good things about. Warrior, I'm telling you guys right now, Warrior is top five for me. I've seen a, a ton of movies this year. I just did the press junket for Warrior with Tom Hardy and Joe Egerton. Is that the boxing movie? It's a, it's a UFC movie. And guys, I know you may not be interested in the UFC thing. The performances in this movie are incredible. It's like Nick Nolte. And you may think that Nick Nolte is somebody who's like, all right, his great roles are behind him. 
No, he showed up to work in this film. Like he showed up. This this is one of shit. I don't know. This may be because I, I my two favorite movies so far are sports movies this year, which is weird when you fucking host Geekscape. But Senna and Warrior. There were parts of Warrior that having a brother who was a wrestler who landed on his head a lot, and I kept trying to talk him out of wrestling and this and that. Like and having a brother who you know it, it was really personal for me having like a deceased brother, a brother currently wrestling. Da da da. Like there were scenes in that movie that I told the filmmakers I was like. You guys made it tough to sit through this film because it was really honest. And that's I think that's all you can ask from a movie. Whether it's funny, whether it's dramatic, if it doesn't have honesty to it, you can't nobody's gonna relate to that. Nobody's gonna sit there and be like, Okay, that that makes sense. And let me tie that back into you guys because listening to you guys music there no no, I I I'm 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 um, the only thing that breaks up my segues is Walton, but don't worry, it's last week of Walton. Uh, um, the, the, you guys do have a bit of vulnerability to your songs. That you aren't just like joke, joke, joke. And there's nothing more painful than a comedian who's just trying to sell fucking jokes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, all right, I, I'm not, I'm not part of a conversation. I'm not part of an exchange with an actual human being. I'm on a firing line. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I'm, I'm on a firing range with this guy just throwing it at me. In, in, is it? security is it confidence like what what, is it just the Uh, way you guys write music i i I don't know if it's security or insecurity i don't know which one it is you can see how the insecure thing to do would be like here's another joke here's another yeah here's another and you see it on stage and you can tell the guys who have it who who are just like okay that guy's just fucking throwing jokes because he ain't got anything else of substance to do i mean maybe that's it i i think we both like the comedians who show uh who they are Mm -hmm. yeah and no one has everything going on doesn't matter who they are no one has everything going on no one doesn't have heartbreak and i think we try to you know be as real and honest you know it makes it more relatable in a way so Mm -hmm. i think that kind of feeds into our songwriting a bit but um but at the same time it's important to have a joke so i don't know i think (laughs) there's a balance you know Mm -hmm. no uh it it, is a really nice balance but yeah um is, is how much of it is a, is like a an artistic license? How much of it is like all right that that date wasn't that bad, but that one <laughs> facet of what he did, I can just open the book on it. You know what I mean? I can just oh go, well, that's true. I mean, I think it depends on the song. Mm-hmm. Like some some songs are like kind of based on like a theory of something, but we usually will just cop to it on stage. We'll be like, well, this kind of happened or this happened. You know, we, we usually ha- will just say we what have it a is. song called One Night Stand that we did last night for the first mm-hmm. time in a while. But you know, it, we say if we were cool, this, this is, is how, this how we go. think this would <laughs> go. So we, you know, it's it's definitely yeah. It's but not some all things true. Are really true. Mm-hmm. Some things like that song. Myself, it seems not low enough to date you. That like is like exactly you know uh, <laughs> it was just like because you know like so, like sometimes you're just sitting there and you're like i can't believe like yeah it was like i got this text from this guy and it was just like i i feel like if i was a little bit more vulnerable i would i would go for this but i'm just above that line right now where like if you got me like three months ago i probably would have gone out with you but like i'm just above that That's line so yeah where i'm like right. it's not, this like myself seems not motive to date you it's close but not quite there that's but the that's the line but, 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 but no 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 i'm not gonna make fun of you wally please it's, it's your last show please please i'm just trying to keep you know um i i really am i i mean as you guys can tell uh i, I went yesterday for that press junket from machinima and i'm asking things i'm asking questions that are personal creation you know artistic creation questions because i like, love doing that i'm obsessed I mean, with doing that i'm fascinated by i'm fascinated by, by you guys's process and your relationship and making mm-hmm. it work and, I, and at the same time, I still know I need, know I need yeah. to be like, hey, a new Ghost Rider trailer came out. What would you guys yeah. think? No, I, I'm, I'm doing a podcast now, and it's, that's all I talk about. Right. Well, I'm doing a artistic process. Yeah, I do, I'm doing a podcast called Making It, and it's just I ask people who are at various points in their career, some kind of starting out, some more established, and I ask them how they did it, like how they do it, did it and how they're doing it. And it's fascinating yeah, to me. I literally, after the... Um, well, it's like why WTF with Mark Maron is such a mind Oh, that... Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I know. If mine can be that good someday, I'd be... So good. Mine's not even in that league, no, but no, I. Uh, oh, thank you, thank you. Well, I mean, but Mark's yeah. like. But he's also an actor. I really wanted to know, like. Yeah, like, isn't he great? He's like, so. Garrett Hedlund. No, Garrett Delahunt. Delahunt. What's he's he on Raising Hope. He was okay. in Last House on the Left. He was the main bad guy. Oh, his crew. that guy was such a. He's amazing, guy. right? And, and in Raising Hope, yeah. he's he hysterical. Is, he's he's a, so funny. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's the total chameleon. Where? Yeah. Yeah, they brought him back. He played two characters on yeah. Deadwood. Two completely yeah. different characters. 
I like how the audience is like. But like it gives it, it's like it's like a testament to him that you saw Last House on the Left and you saw Raising Hope and, and you I'm didn't like, put no, it no, together because no, 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 he's no, no, no. so different. He's so transformative. I only watched the main. I only watched like the first three or four episodes he was that of that. Main okay. Yeah. yeah, he was in No Country for Old Men. Like he was, yeah. No, no. His, yeah. His career is crazy. Um, twenty years probably. This guy is an actor. He's an actor. Yeah. Out here in LA, you you meet people and they're like, and you're like, hey, so you know, what do you want to do? And I, uh, that's like the, that's Mm -hmm. my lead question. I was like, what are you out here for? Like, what Mm -hmm. do you want to do? And they're always like, well, you know, and if you come out and 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 you talk like that, I start thinking you don't have it. Yeah. And if you come out and be like, listen, I'm an actor. I have no other option. Mm-hmm. I have to do this. The the demons inside of me need you know to be released, and the only way the only way that I can sleep at night is mm-hmm. if I'm acting. That's how I understand. Yeah. And that's Garrett. He trained. He does Broadway. He does. That's all he does. He acts and acts and acts and mm-hmm. you know he's he's amazing. So otherwise, you don't have. I mean, mm-hmm. otherwise, because this can be tough, and I, and and you guys probably get like your negative reactions and your hecklers and your cynics. Mm-hmm. It can be. It can. It can tear you apart. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And. If you don't have that possession, there's no point. You're not going to make it to the finish line. Yeah. You know, and it's hard enough to make it to the finish line regardless. Mm-hmm. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's what the, yeah. You guys wake up in the middle of the night and just write the song. You just have to get the song down. Mm-hmm. My wife does not understand that. She's like, where are you going? I was like, I can't sleep. Because you think of something, yeah. And you, unless you get it down, it, it's gone. Yep, we have yeah. so many things recorded into Kate's phone. Yeah, we're like, we're like, we'll be like on, a, like we were on a plane, and she was sitting behind me. We were both in middle seats, and she has her phone between us, and we're like, like singing that. And the people around us are just like, they do this. <sighs> if anyone found my phone and listened oh, to those my voice God. messages, it's just yesterday really I was in the grocery store shaking food. We I forgot my shaker, and, and we I needed it for this show, and so we ran to the grocery store, and I was trying to find something that shook. And I was like walking up and down the aisles, like shaking like rice roni, and this woman sees me and she's like, "Oh God!" And she like turns, <laughs> she thinks like I'm crazy, and I was like, "No, I'm a, I'm a singer." Never mind. Someone steals Kate's phone. It's like the Garfunkel notes WikiLeaks. <laughs> 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 Look for this. Peanuts pour out some. Put oh, it in where? Oh, right. Oh, and then with, we went with a um, a individual um, Easy Mac. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, yeah it worked. It's good. Yeah. Well, yeah. we threw it into the audience because some guy caught it. Yeah. Away. We're so generous. It was like ninety-nine cent Easy Mac. Yeah. Um, guys, guess what? There's a new Ghost Rider trailer. Um, <laughs> didn't is that it? Did they remake that? Didn't that movie already come out? It's actually our friends. Yeah. It's a. It's a. It, our, oh, okay. our friends uh, Brian Taylor and Mark Neveldine, who you guys know because they've been on Geekscape, uh, they're the dudes who did Crank, and they got the Ghost Rider franchise, and uh, it is still Nick Cage. It, it still kind of lives in that world, but like Brian Walton said, it is much a reboot as it is a remake. Is that right? Like it's it's good. It, it seems like it has a ton Not more a attitude. Thing they did with Punisher Warzone. Like what they did with Punisher Warzone, except this time I think it's going to work. From looking at the trailer, you know, it's, I mean, it's got attitude. It's got Idris Elba, who I fucking love. He's awesome uh, in everything. He's incredible. And, yeah. Have you seen Luther? And no, Luther is our shit. God, it's amazing. Oh, do I need to see that? Luther's a BBC America show. Only six episodes have been out, but he's basically playing like. Is it on iTunes? I don't know, but he's basically playing like a like a Kojak type detective. It's on like, nice. yeah. Oh, great. I want to see it. And and my my wife loves him from the wire. And yeah, me too. Then we, we and I was like, okay, let's see if she likes the, the Luther. And she gets into it, and immediately all those wire actors when they start using their real accent, they're like, wait a minute, what the fuck's happening? Like, he's British. <laughs> and, 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 no, and he's she's not. Like, I yeah. don't know about this, and it is very the accent's thick. Yeah, know, the accent's thick on the show. But I recommend it if you guys like. If you guys like procedurals but are worn out by the NCISs and the yeah. the LA law, what is I don't know, fuck Law and Order, SU or, or whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't watch those shows, but this one is a fantastic procedural. Would you not say? Like, or you can watch NTSF. Have you guys seen this? SVU, NTSF, SUV. Yeah, that We ran the interviews a couple weeks ago, and that's a show that looks. I mean, if Paul Shear's involved in it. I know. I'll I see anything. See matter what. Yeah. The, the first time I saw Paul Shear, and I'd like to tell this to him one day, was I, I was like 2002, 2003. I was still a student in New York, and the UCB Theater was in Hell's Kitchen. I think it was the UCB Theater there, and he was he was the host of a variety show. Perfect. And it was so damn funny. Um, I was like, who's this gap tooth guy? He's yeah. killing it. He's better than the axe. You know what I mean? Um, I remember seeing him on um, Best Week Ever. 
Mm-hmm. And being oh, like, yeah, who is that? Right. I need to look him up. And yeah, you guys. I mean, have you guys done that kind of thing as comedians? Like uh, your best week ever? We or are not. TV? That's not for us. Yeah, we we're like talk shit about this. No, you know we don't I mean? want to. We just yeah. We can, I I can't. I don't have it in me to be like you know what you know who else I hate yeah she's stupid look at her fall down or like some people can do it and make it do a twist on it and make it funny and make it light and I I don't know we just just not what if you I mean in the business you know and what was well, something I, t- I I teach film was well, something I tell my film students is the, the subscription to Hollywood Reporter Variety those are forty thousand copies mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. 40,000 people in this industry, you're going to bump into that person, yes, right? Yes, exactly. We know about talked a bunch of shit, <laughs> but um, you're going to talk to those people. Uh, could you imagine? No. We, yeah, we, that's why we don't really no, Yeah, we don't. We don't talk about celebrities hey, and songs or... Yeah. From, yeah. There's only one celebrity... Well, two celebrities we've made fun of in our whole thing. In their disease. We... No, we okay. do. Uh, we read Ashanti's poetry on stage. But you know what? That feels like fair game. I and mean, also, that no, that doesn't. That just feels like there's a yeah. po- poem she wrote called "Watch Me Glisten" that you also look. Oh up. my god, <laughs> it's just all about her hot legs walking through a sprinkler. I mean, it's fair game. It just when you do that. Uh, n- uh, no shame but like through a sprinkler yeah oh yeah like that's a fucking runway like oh like, yeah like, like you're gonna walk through don't you avoid the sprinkler yeah not ashanti it's a poem no it's a poem about being no. dumb and going to get well the best thing is watch me glistens on the one side of the page and the other side is the explanation about watch me glisten in case you weren't able to interpret what, what was actually going on she's like so what was happening this day it was hot out and i was walking through a sprinkler and someone was watching me and my legs How were glistening Explaining what your poetry <laughs> yes. is. Right. Poetry. Even though there's no metaphors, there's no there's Ashanti, no question about what happened. It's just basically a list. Ashanti created the that sometimes rhymes. Track. <laughs> she did. Incredible. She did. What you got, Wally? I, I imagine a high school student in like eleventh grade, like pick a poem and give me a report. Oh my god. What was going on in the poem? Oh my god. Ashanti, Ashanti makes her own cliff notes. Yeah, and she, you just have to you just have and to copy it. Just copy that and it in. And the teacher's like amazing. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Who How did you that, interpret who is that? that second celebrity who was so lucky? We did a thing called uh, when when Kanye uh, took the mic from Taylor Swift and that whole thing. Um, I saw this list of qu- quotes that he had done in like Us Weekly or something, and I was like, "That sounds kind of like Mein Kampf." Like it just did. <laughs> Holy shit, yeah. And because I read did, my, and he did it. He compared himself to Hitler recently. Well, I know that's the weird yeah. thing. So this was like two, this was like two years ago, and it, this was like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was like, that's not like Mein Kampf. So I, and I went up and I looked up quotes from Mein Kampf and they were really similar. Like, you know, Mein Kampf mm. does not like kill people. It's like, yeah. it's like these grandiose, like, uh, you he's know, trying to put Germany back together. Yeah, right. No, no, no. He's trying to inspire. But I just thought it was funny. Like, obviously he's nothing like Hitler and he's a musician and he made a mistake. Well, he and, well I mean, he took, <laughs> he, he took a mic from a country singer, you know, he's not right, Hitler, right, right. but I thought it was funny that the quotes were similar. And so we did a, a question. Kanye yeah, versus Hitler. And we would read a question and then they had to guess what it was. And, what and is it? No, no, there'd be just a bunch of quotes, and they'd be like, you know, I'm the loudest voice of this generation, and people will know uh, that I speak the truth. And the people, yeah, it it. was like half and half. We're in the crowd, we're getting it wrong. People are like, Kanye, Hitler, everyone's always wrong, and you can't tell the difference, which is why it was funny. So, and then, yeah, and then like a few weeks ago, he's like, people are comparing me to Hitler, and we're like, no, I I hope he's not talking about us, because we're not. I hope he is. A lot of people linked that article to our, yeah. our website saying, and, we're like, what happened? and then that's when i'm like oh we can't do this because no we're not comparing like no it's just funny that his quotes are yeah we're not I like kanye i mean yeah i, I have all, all of his albums. music <laughs> and listen gay fish we did yeah. not mean to offend you yeah <laughs> that was the funniest skewering was the south yeah. park the gay the, the gay fish what was that um hey do you like what, what, what was the gay fish the gay fish episode? do you like fish sticks mm-hmm. he was like oh you like fish sticks? You like gay fish? Or whatever the, the punchline was. And Kanye was the only character in the entire episode that didn't get the joke until the very end of the episode when he admits it and he goes, yes, I am a gay fish. And he returns <laughs> and he jumps into the water. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Um, so guys, uh, going to throw you guys, speaking of animated, uh, D23 happened this weekend. New Pixar movies. Do you guys Pixar fans? I don't know if you can be alive and not be a, a Pixar fan because their movies are so well done. If you're a fan of movies, you're a Pixar fan. They announced that they're going to do two movies being released in 2014, I think. One's about dinosaurs. Why not? Kids love dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. And the, the other one takes place inside of a human brain. Oh, wow. Nice. Is like, it like Herman's awesome. Head, that show on NBC uh, in, the, in the early 90s? Yeah. Oh, was it Fox? Was Fox. Herman's Head, good show. Because I remember the guy who was the id mm-hmm. of the group really funny improvisational actor oh. who also was the uh, the fat guy in Armageddon. Oh, the one girl, I, I like the one girl guy. played Ross's ex-girlfriend ex like lesbian wife on Friends, the blonde. Yeah. 
That was the other part of the brain. Oh, yeah. And then one was Lisa Simpson. Yes. Do you remember that? No, no. That was the co-worker where one time they got the id really drunk to sleep. Oh, to sleep. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Wow, I know way too much about that. Yeah, me too. What were you doing at this time? (laughs) I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm not really sure. I'm sorry. The funny story about Matt Kelly and Kate is when Matt used to book shows back in Pennsylvania, right? Yeah. Concerts. You used to throw. Oh, I told you. Don't worry about it. I did. Hey, you, you, you don't have a microphone. Whoa. Okay, Wait. so 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 years ago, Matt Kelly is booking concerts back in PA, and they're mainly punk shows, right? And 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 and, and shows like that, right? Okay, 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 okay. Um, and and and. Dude, you should have hooked and, up a fourth microphone. And, and, and Kate Kate McCucci. She contacts you because Kate's from the general area that I'm Where from. I live that? near Westchester, Pennsylvania, so okay. it's like within like a two hour. You got Wawa's radius. there. If you have yeah. Wawa's there, it's the right area. I used to throw shows, these charity concerts called Chords for a Cure, and all the money would go to children's charities and stuff like that. And I don't have this email for evidence, so I I feel like no matter what I say, it can be proven as bullshit because I have no evidence to back it up. But I got an email that said from a Kate Micucci that had added me on Facebook for her music page and was like, "Hey, I'd really love to do a show sometime." Wow. And at the time, I was throwing all hardcore bands shows, and I was just like, "This girl's gonna get murdered!" Like I, can't, <laughs> like, and I was like, and I just like wrote back. I was just like, "I'm sorry, there's not really like it was such a dick." Do you like, there's really murder. not a spot. Wow. There's really not a spot for you. You could. And then like the two Oscar. years later, I'm like sitting on MySpace, and this video pops. I'm just like, "Hey guys, I was on Scrubs." Wait, wait. And I click sitting- it, and I'm like. The girl that I turned down for a show two years ago is now a cast member on Scrubs. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow, that's so right. that's so crazy. You could have gotten well, her murdered, and then she wouldn't have been on Scrubs. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yes, thanks for you're protecting welcome. me. Yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> Kate McCucci's last performance could have sounded like. <laughs> 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 oh, <God. laughs> Didn't you also deny her a song on your Muppets? Yeah, I wrote to you also about doing a song for a Muppet CD, and you asked for a song that was already. Taken. What song is oh, we'll oh, oh, right. Oh, yeah. So we, I, I know, I remember the, that email exchange. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Kate, I will email you the MP3 of our friend Scott Kloppenstein from Real Big Fish's version of that song, and you'll be like, you guys are good. Uh, uh, Scott, Scott knocked it out of the park. And we'll, oh, we'll, awesome. We'll talk about that later on in the Geekscape months after months. Um, guys, um, there were interviews I was going to run. I'm going to be putting those up on YouTube during the week, and I'll just let those play, and maybe they'll be in the next week's episode. Uh, the main one, guys, in real honesty, is a friend of mine, Eli Craig. He did a movie called um, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. And it comes out uh, this Friday on uh, on demand, VOD. And it is a hilarious movie. I met Eli because in 2005, he had seen my short, Gay by Dawn, and he sent me one of my first fan emails. Uh, and I ran into him at South by Southwest last year and realized, realized who each other were. Uh, and geeked out i lo- really love this movie tucker and dale versus evil um it's got um alan tudyk and i just saw him in rise of the planet of the apes what is his name uh help me out with this the guy from reaper, the guy from reaper. um tyler levine yes. and they're, they play two red good with and, and you are i know i'm good with actor names i don't know why and uh and, and and these two guys play rednecks the movie is hilarious it's on vod on demand this Friday, the 26th, go see it. The other uh, interview, I believe, was with Henry Rollins and William Shatner that you guys yeah, did. And, uh, and that was a pretty cool interview. Um, look forward to those guys. I'll put them up on YouTube early, and then I'll try and throw them in next week's episode. Getting Henry Rollins to talk about Michael Bay's directing style yeah. was awesome. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Uh, you look forward to that. Henry Rollins he talking about get, Michael Bay. He didn't get my shirt. Yeah. <laughs> He's wearing a black flag shirt. Well, it's the black flag yeah, logo. Yeah. And then it says, actually, this is another band shirt. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, but, guys, as we said earlier... Um, you guys can go and check these girls out. Uh, all right, check Dark it Ball out. Uh, the the, the U- yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, where can we find uh, the HBO find show or the yeah. podcast? Or what do you? Which the HBO show. these girls have shows coming out left and right. Oh, we're still writing it. Um, okay. We are. We did it. We just did. It, we just finished filming a web series for it, which will go along with the pilot, and um, we're still in the process of um, writing the script. So, what, what name should we look forward to? Is there a name for the project that we should look for? Oh, Garfunkel and Oates, it's called. Oh, it's a, it's mm-hmm. a thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a thing. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a TV show. It's called Garfunkel and Oates. Um, and it's... Oh, perfect. Yeah. I'm going to go through the fucking I'm, roof I'm on that. Let's pretend I do your research for you. And I just no, 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 no. But, yeah, you did. Uh, uh, per, 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 perfect. <laughs> through the roof on this thing. The Garfunkel and Oates. Oh, you have no idea how... Oh, yeah. It, it, it's, there's, there's nudity. There's lots of sex. There's... Um, 
yeah, there's a you'll lot. Have to, it's have it's to a si- it's out. a serious uh, HBO Sex and the City prequels from equal. Like, you it's don't need, it's like, an HBO show. show. Yeah. It's it's like not fucking around. You guys like Dexter? It's gonna be like Dexter. Yeah, <laughs> I kill I kill a lot of people on this show. <laughs> you guys like Deadwood? You guys like Dexter? You like Deadwood, Deadwood and Dexter? You like Garfunkel you and Oates? Like seeing me fuckers get murdered? It's like Breaking Bad. I think if you like Sex and the City and Flight of the Concords, then you'll like us. Right. So. Then Brian, maybe this is not for you. Brian Walton just said he didn't like Sex in the City, but he fucking comes up here and he talks about how many romantic comedies he loves. He was recognized at Comic Listen, Comic-Con stop being a Miranda, okay? The, oh, no. Yeah, oh. At Comic Con, the dude was like, hey, seen any good romantic movies lately? To Walton. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I've seen any good romantic comedies lately. I'm like, oh, oh na- now he's getting fucking heckled by the audience and stuff like that. I know. It's, it's, this is why I'm leaving. This is why you're leaving. Have we actually. Well, no, hold on. We, we will. Um, and then, uh, guys, um, GarfunkelNotes.com yep. is where they can find you guys currently, right? Yes. Uh, so, listen, it's been a difficult road, all right? Um, but Brian Walton, this is his last episode. We Aww. weren't just joking earlier. It's, uh, it, it, it's also his 30th birthday. Mm-hmm. How old do you think? Happy birthday. Thank you very much. Happy birthday. Thank you very much. That's a oh, Kumail Nanjiani bit. That's not. Happy birthday. Thank you very much. You have to look up Kumail Nanjiani if you want to know what that bit is. Because I cannot explain it the way he can. Yes. But happy birthday. Happy 30th. Yeah, happy 30th birthday, uh, Brian. Get the fuck off the show. Uh, no, um, this came about because uh, you got a new job. I did. You're, you're working Congratulations. with uh, Geek Chic Daily. Yes. And earlier... You're the editor-in-chief awesome. over there. Earlier this week, I got an email from uh, Peter Levin, the head of Geek Chic Daily, and, and he goes, we're taking Walton. And I was like... Please, take right. it. <laughs> uh, we had a great talk. I mean, I wrote you the recommendation yeah. letter. Like, like th- You've worked so hard on Geekscape. It was the least I could do, you know, yeah, to... It was, it, it, it's... Here, you want to talk? Katie's going to throw the microphone at you. This... What the fuck did you do to this? You should have played that hardcore. You should have played that hardcore shirt. Look at this. This is all dented in. It's been, it's been wow. For months. Okay. Um, I I have appreciate. I've appreciated the last year. It's weird because this is my birthday, this is my last show, and it's the second anniversary of my first Geekscape assignment. Because the first thing you said was, "Hey, you're gonna go watch that 15 minutes of Avatar in 3D, yeah. in 3D on your birthday. Write that up." And it was. So this is. It's all right. It's, it's all right. It's tough. okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna miss Geekscape a lot. It's just I got told you can't do anything for what we would consider a competitor, and it's this has been the most best experience of my life. It's really like the friends I've made and everything. I mean, Brian, it 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 really like this. This has put me on a path of what I know my career is going to be now, what I know I want to do for the rest of my life. Um, when I found you, you were transient trying to steal my hubcaps. <laughs> it was like Batman and Jason Todd. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Um, Luckily, and, you didn't kill me, and I didn't come back right, thinking no, I could be a better um, Batman. I mean, I, I, it's hard to see you go, but I can't claim to create a forum and, and, and Peter Levin was really nice, and he was gauging his interest in becoming a part of Geekscape. But Geekscape has to stay independent because I want it to always be a place where creatives can come and just express themselves. And I can't try and make a very personal experience for myself or other creatives, and and then when it it happens, not feel personal yeah. about it, right? Like like we try and run it like a business. We try and make Geekscape something that it has a form to it, but it really is all of you guys talking to us and all of us talking to you on the forums and on Facebook and all this thing and. And it's hard to see you go because it has become something so personal. For and you. I'll be honest, I've been doing this for two years now and actually the managing of it part for about a year. Yeah. And there were opportunities in that year. You and I have discussed them and they came up and it, we have that comedy show now once a month and things that like are really going to be important to me for a long time. And there were so many things that came up that I could have left and I could have done other things. It's only because geek chic daily is such a growing property and it is a huge opportunity. And I hope everybody subscribes to the newsletter. It's, and it's part of the Nerdist uh, family. And I, it's a hey, good decision. Yay! We're it's a good cousins, decision. You got sort a of. Podcast on there, and and, 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 and honestly, like like and Peter and I are talking about ways for Geekscape and Geek Chic Daily to work together. So don't feel 
Like yeah, you're, you're, like you're, like you're moving next door. It's you're like the there's not a wall Carol, going right? up, you, but you're it a does, vampire living next door now. When something <laughs> is such a big part of your life, like I would leave work and immediately go home and spend the next six hours working on stuff for Geekscape, okay, trying to get sad. guests, no, okay. trying to write articles. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Somebody had to actually do that. Don't you know that, right, Mark, Jonathan? What are you doing? Are you somebody was doing Gilmore, all that you, work. You, you caused this. You think Gilmore's <laughs> crying when he left? No. No. Um, I, I, I don't mean, think Gilmore got a goodbye. Gilmore I didn't think. listen to the show. Um, uh, Gilmore just fucking didn't leave. Um, Geekscape's going to go through some changes without you. It's things that I wanted to do for a while. Um, yeah. But I this is This you. is the part of the breakup where he's like, you were holding me I, back. I, I've loved having you. I've loved having you. <laughs> Uh, and Matt Kelly's just been staring at you like a fucking hungry wolf ready to shoot the show. Um, but but in honesty, Brian, like he's my roommate. I can the fuck forums with him will always be there. Our events and, and partnerships yeah, no. will always be there, and you will always be there. I've learned that much in the last two years. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and and guys, Brian Walton's last show. One final thumb shark to make the little Yay! I'm going to make it disappear like in fucking the end of Stand By Me. <laughs> I just killed it that way. I saw it. It was really sad. Um, guys, this is our episode, episode 223 of Geekscape. We're going to be back next week, of course, because we're here every week. Um, and I, hope you guys come back. I definitely want uh, nice. to thank Ricky and Kate for coming thank on. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. us. It was a pleasure. Really nice thank to you. talk to you guys. Awesome. Happy birthday. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Thank you very much. Google it. It's funny. Matt Kelly would like to see seat you warm for him. Okay, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, we'll see you guys next week. Unless your name's Brian Walton. Bye.